Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. What an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm looking forward today as we wrap up our section that we've been in in 1 Timothy 3 on the office of a bishop. This will be, in fact, broadcast number four. Let me see, maybe five. Actually, it's broadcast number four or five, one of those two, in this section of Scripture, seven verses, and I believe we're four or five broadcasts deep into it, and uh, I'm looking forward to finishing up verse six and seven today. I have to go back and check. I can't remember now uh, how many times. You, you probably listen to saying, I'll tell you how many it is, but anyway, thank you for joining us for, for the last two verses of this section. Then we're going to transition into deacons. That's right. We're going to I love preaching on deacons. Anyway, while you're finding your place in 1 Timothy 3, we'll tell you about help for today. The website is helpthenumber4today.org, helpfortoday.org. And this is a free resource put together by the staff of North Valley Baptist Church and the faculty of Golden State Baptist College. And these folks are well qualified and well studied, and they take time to make um, information, to put it together, uh, write articles, uh, make resources for ministry. And we've compiled it all on one place in one spot on helpfortoday.org. You can go there and it's free. You just type in what you're looking for and you'll find something, I promise you, that'll meet the need that you have through uh, help for today. Also, you can subscribe, and we can send you emails, and we'll give you, send you an article free every day, uh, just direct. All you do is go to the website. When the pop-up box appears, type your email address in, hit subscribe. It doesn't cost anything. It just puts you on the mailing list, and we'll send you a free email every single day, and you can use those articles as daily devotionals. You can use them as study helps. You can use it for Sunday school material, but you'll enjoy those uh, help for today articles. I know I do. I get have a routine. I'm a routine person. By the way, I think you ought to be a scheduled person. If you don't live by a schedule, you're not going to be as productive as you could be if you lived by the schedule. I think you ought to be a scheduled person. You ought to be a routine person. You ought to be somebody who knows what you're going to be doing, when you're going to be doing it, and have a daily schedule, a weekly schedule, a monthly schedule, and I have a yearly schedule, and I think you ought to have a schedule. And make it your boss, the old preacher said. Just live by your schedule. But I'm a routine person. I get up the same time every morning. And you see what time is that? That's none of your business. But I get up, you know, early uh, enough. I get up in the morning and the first thing I do is I first I, I wander like a zombie to the coffee pot, of course. And then I uh, get my Bible and get my pen and I sit down at the kitchen table with a cup of coffee and my Bible and I study. And I love those first few moments of the day, quiet time, reading a couple chapters out of my Bible. And then, of course, I'm in the Bible throughout the day as I do work here at the church. But I like that private, uh, quiet time in the morning. About that time, my phone, I'll get an email from Help for Today. And after I'm done with my Bible reading, I'll check the phone and pull up that email. And I use that Help for Today article as a devotional. And you can do the same thing. And I like that routine. And I, I suggest you get on that routine as well, and you'll be blessed by it. Chapter 3, 1 Timothy. We'll begin reading verse 1 down through verse 7 today. This is a true saying of man desire. And remember, it all starts with desire. The office of a bishop, he desireth the good work. You got to have a fire for God. You got to have a hunger for God. Don't get in the ministry if you don't want it. Don't do it just for a job. It ought to be a calling on your life. 
Verse 2, a bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given about hospitality, apt to teach. So there's several qualifications right here in this one verse. And you can't be a, a, a non-people person. You have to be uh, patient. You have to be long-suffering. You have to be willing to go slow and show people and be sober and vigilant and have your head on screwed straight and to be blameless. The Bible says it right here of good behavior. Not given to wine. That means you're not a drinker, not a drunkard, not a sipper, not a wine taster. Oh, my. You say, well, it's socially acceptable. Yeah, but it's never been scripturally acceptable, and it's not going to be. And uh, these fellows who are parading around as so-called preachers and, and pastors that want to sip their wine, they don't know their Bible. And if a man can't understand that verse, I wouldn't trust him to teach me much else. Not given to, to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, not after money. Hey, that's right. You ought to be after gold. You ought to be after God. Say amen right there. And it bothers me some of these fellows who parade themselves around, especially on television, driving these Bentleys and living in their mansions and gated communities. That's right. Uh, they have, uh, you know, just you can just look at them. And, it, and they, they try to even preach, you know, if you're right with God, he's going to bless you like that prosperity gospel. I don't know. You read the Bible and read about Jeremiah and read about Elijah and read about John the Baptist and some of those fellows. And I'm not against God blessing a man. I think that's a blessing. Thank God for it. I'm not mad at anybody that God blesses in a great way as long as it's God blessing them and not them robbing the people of God selling this I, i've seen a fellow on tv trying to sell uh prayer claws you know he prays over these claws and then they have magical powers and all you gotta do is send him five installments of 1995 and it can be yours and he'll heal you or uh, i've seen him sell holy water that they've blessed mm -hmm. and if you'll just drink that water sprinkle it upon your forehead different things like that i tell you it'll 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 cure you of whatever ails you can i say that's somebody after filthy lucre that's a liar that's a snake oil salesman that's a charlatan that fellow isn't worth time on television he's not worth a dime of your money and uh we'll move on but patient not a brawler not covetousness all right verse four and one that rules well his own house having his children in subjection with all gravity if you cannot keep your house in order how are you gonna keep the house of god in order and that's what he says in verse five for if a man know not how to rule his own house how should he take care of the church of god it starts at home the church is only going to be as successful as the pastor's home it's going to be a mirror of the home the atmosphere the quality the spirituality and the pastor's home ought to be the example for the church they're not going to find an example of a christian home on television they're not going to find an example of the right kind of home on social media they're not going to see the right kind of home promoted by society if we're going to see an example of a biblical home then the pastor ought to set that example in his house his children ought not be hellions, say amen right there, nor heathens. They ought to be in subjection. He and his wife ought to be a good example of a Christian marriage. And that's just in the Bible. It's plain right there, black and white in the book. All right, now new verses, verse 6. Not an office. What's that mean? That means not a rookie. Not an office, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. That means not someone who hadn't been around the block. By the way, I don't believe being a novice has so much to do with age as it does experience. Seasoned. Being seasoned is not about years. Now, it can include that. But I believe being seasoned is a spiritual state, a spiritual frame that a person is in. I've met some men who've been in the ministry decades, and I wouldn't call them seasoned. And I've seen some who've been in the ministry just a couple of years, and they seem very seasoned. But anyway, the Bible qualification is not a novice. Why? There's so many temptations out there to compromise, and that's why we see so many great churches taking into compromise when the young preacher gets a hold of it. The old preacher dies off the scene. The young preacher gets that great ministry, takes it into compromise, takes it into worldliness. Why? He was a novice. He wasn't prepared. He might have been slick. He might have been eloquent. He might have been entertaining, but he was a novice. 
and he got a hold of something he wasn't ready for. And he fell into uh, the condemnation of the devil, was lifted up with pride. We see so much pride. Why? Because we have so many novices. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Now, in verse 6 and verse number 7, it's emphasized twice. And, in fact, I didn't even plan to speak on this. I just noticed it now as we read it together. I'm underlining it as I speak to you right now. At the end of verse number 6 is the phrase, condemnation of the devil. The end of verse 7 is the phrase, the snare of the devil. Two times in these last two verses, it's emphasized the devil's out to get the man of God. The devil's out to get the pastor. The devil's out to get the preacher. The devil wants that bishop. He wants to take down that person who's leading the flock. And the Bible talks about the condemnation and the snare as well of the devil. And that's why it's so important that, you, that, that a man measures up to these qualifications. It's so important that a man lives by these principles. It's so important that a man meets these attributes. It's so important that he's not a novice because novices are usually lifted up with pride. They think they're something. B.R. Lakin said, I'm an aunt with the rim knocked off. You know what that means? He's a zero with no rim around it. That means he's nothing. And by the way, that's what you are, and that's what I am. And it's a good day in our life when we understand, hey, we're nobody. He's everybody. He's everything. I mean, we're nobody. He's everything. And if he uses us, it's not because we're worthy of it, it's because he's good. Not an novice, let's being lifted up with pride. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without. That means a good testimony, a track record. He had to have some kind of a life to back up what he's going to preach, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. I'll close with saying this, like never before, I believe we need preachers. There are pulpits across America and around the world that are empty right now because these churches can't find a pastor. Many men are looking for the big ministry. They're looking for the picket fence, the paycheck, the plush parsonage. That's not what I'm calling for. I'm looking for a man that God has dealt with. Maybe you're listening to me right now and you know God's impressed it upon your heart. He wants you to pastor. He wants you to preach. Would you just surrender today? We need bishops. Do you desire it? It's a good work. If our generation is going to, become, going to be called back to God, how shall they hear without a preacher? Well, next broadcast, we'll pick up with these qualifications of deacons. So I want you to tune in for that. Until then, be praying for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.